Ramon Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say, not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod, 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 pod. Podcasting live from San Jose, California It is the dad bod rap pod My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dim One I am joined in Zoom by my brethren, Nate LeBlanc What's happening? Hello, Damone Carter and David Ma I am well Good. Glad to hear it. Uh, and I'm also joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. David Ma. How's it going, man? Hey, you guys. Uh, happy to be here as always. Good to see you, Nathaniel, and good to see you, Dem One. Yeah, we, we out here using our government names and <laughs> just flourishing and thriving in the podcast space. I think whenever somebody uh, talks about something as a space, I want to punch them in the face. In the In the podcast space, we got another dope interview lined up for y'all uh today with fat ray of bruiser brigade uh, if in your mind you heard bruiser brigade then you know what's up with one of the most emergent dopest hip-hop crews coming out of detroit these days but i wanted to start the conversation off by asking i'm excited about fat ray because he's part of this movement reclaiming the the moniker fat there are very, there are a lot of like lils. There's a lot of like diminutive uh, prefixes. There's there's a lot of lil going on. And fat and big um, have really taken a step back. There was a time where fat and big were really strong, uh, you know, prefixes for rappers, and that's that's but taking a back to Tony and Boy Sharif. That's right, exactly. Um, who we're we're happy to have on this program. We're really just collecting all of the fat rappers. Uh, together <laughs> of which fat tony don't qualify but we won't get into that nate who is your your favorite rapper with the prefix fat big or just any other identifier of largeness oh that's a good question uh my favorite person would be fat tony he's so awesome and we've got a chance to get to know him um as an entity i might take the boys mm. oh the fat boys okay which um, R.I.P. Prince Marky D, who we had on this program, right? Um, Dave, who is your who is your go to uh, oversized rap? There yeah. are a few. There are a few, but um, the the one that immediately comes to mind isn't the one with fat in the name, but he's one with Chub in the name. Oh, oh. no! Uh, and I and, and and quite often overlooked as well. So it, for me, it would be Chub Rock. Chub Rock. Yeah, actually, Chub Rock is is very much overlooked. And also, I can't stop thinking about Tajay's assertion that Chub Rock wrote I Got It Made for uh, for special ed. I just I can't as a as a ghostwriting conspiracy theorist. I just can't. I can't unhear it now. I'm your idol, your highest title. Right. Like, I just I can't. I can't. <laughs> I what about nice you? Do you have a shit. favorite big rapper that's not um, notorious? That is not notorious. We will leave notorious out of the conversation for obvious reasons. He he had to drop the moniker Biggie Smalls. Uh, and I wonder what that dude who's holding the name Biggie Smalls is doing these days. 
but it's pretty hilarious if you Google who that Cash is. Cash hundreds of dollars of accidental Spotify play checks. <laughs> yeah, also shout out to whoever the other Milo is that releases stuff and comes up on my Spotify thing that is not actually Milo. It's, it's uh, some weird kind of electronic guy. But yeah, my- They just have like no curation sensibility over there. That happens up basically every major artist page constantly like you could just you can just upload stuff to, to his page and just call it and call it whatever you want right yeah, if you if yeah. the artist name field is filled out with someone who's already taken a thing it'll just throw it in there i remember lp has had like long mega threads about all these other bands called lp edon's page for many years was rife with this italian band called edon from like the 90s there was just like oh did he drop some new shit maybe some italian love songs no that's not him yeah Ooh. it's really annoying Ugh. Uh, Spotify very whack for several reasons, but uh, my favorite big rapper, I'm gonna go with Heavy D. I think he he mm. he blazed the trail for body positivity in rap, which is something that rap actually doesn't get a lot of credit for, but is for actually sure. freaking instrumental in uh in changing the way we think about uh body and and sizeism. Uh, Heavy D was marketing himself as Heavy D. Um, the overweight the, lover the overweight lover back in back in the 80s which you know there there's definitely there was some cornier shtick parts of that but um you know r.i.p he was definitely a very skilled rapper and somebody who was a big dude but could dance his ass off like chub rock was another guy like he's that, that really was, light on his feet i was yeah. watching that uh mark ronson uh show on apple watch the music or whatever it's called and they were doing a thing on new jack swing in their mm. drum machine episode and they were cutting in all these different people dancing to new jack swing and talking about how that mechanical swing uh like wasn't as rigid as normal drum programming and how it really like uh, broke free this style of dancing and they were cutting in janet jackson and all these interesting people they had heavy d and the boys on there they were like so light on their feet it was crazy yeah it looks like he could do a killer cartwheel Totally. You know what right? I mean? Like, yeah, like totally. a Bam 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 Bigelow steez. <laughs> yeah, don't sleep on the big guys. Some 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 big dudes are, are incredibly athletic. And you guys some... remember uh Pudgy the fat bastard? I was gonna, yeah. Yeah. Think big. <laughs> I, I uh I had to do some fact checking on that uh think big 12 inch when the Passion of the Weiss did that uh big list of biggie songs. It's like they wanted every guest appearances and they were like, Does anyone have this? My guy got it. What do you need to know? Pudgy, the fat bastard, fat bastard, uh, subject matter expert, Nate LeBlanc, uh, <laughs> bringing, bringing that to the party. Yeah. So there's there's a, a slight resurgence of people reclaiming the title it fat, but not big. Have we heard of anybody besides Big Sean, I think, is the only. Oh, person. yeah. He is the current big. Right. Yeah. I don't I don't. I'm not he's sure. He's also quite diminutive. Back. I think he's talking about something else when he's called himself Big Sean. <laughs> big confidence, that Sean. Uh, <laughs> big Jess. Ah, good uh, one. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, aspiring rappers, just don't sleep on the on the larger uh, the larger name prefixes. They they can be quite effective. But uh, this episode features an interview with Fat Ray from. Detroit's uh, Bruiser Brigade Collective, which is kind of the head of that Voltron is Danny Brown. They released a, a crew album, TV62, last year, as well as a number of uh, solo releases. We got uh, Bruiser Wolf, you've got uh, Fat Ray, Danny Brown, Zaloopers. I'm never quite sure how to say his name. 
Um, and 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 a couple other cats, Rafi doing the J-U-S. production, JUS, just yes. Um, so they've got this really interesting roster. Um, Dave, have you ever talked to Circle the Orbit of Danny Brown in your in your uh, journalism works? I did. I spoke to him, I believe, twice um, for Ego Trip Land back in the day. Mm. So it was I think it was right when um, the double X or triple X album came out. Um, he was hilarious. It, it was for the segment where we would call up people and say um, and ask them what they did before they got famous. Mm. And and I forgot I forgot what his was. I don't think it was like particularly so hilarious. many drugs. Literally, that's how it sounded. Literally, <laughs> yeah. that's how he sounded the whole time. So yeah. it's 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 one of those that it would have been funnier if it was, uh, you know, uh, an audio thing than a than a written oh than a written piece right. okay yeah. okay but uh yeah I was really stoked to talk to him I mean he was like on fire at that point and subsequently was like on the cover wax poetics afterwards and yeah was in the news for like getting his dick sucked while he was rapping on stage <laughs> and like it's crazy As one does a, a true pi- a true pioneer uh, Nate I I have trouble understanding how big danny brown is and since you've you've it's a weird it's a weird type of fame right he's like blog era famous which is a little bit more famous than being famous now but not as famous as when records sold okay Mm -hmm. it's right Mm -hmm. in the middle um he's also known for his exploits somewhat more than his music as dave was just touching on he's like he'll be on a vice documentary exactly a spoken head but like my mom doesn't know who danny brown is right okay Right. he's not famous famous Okay. He's, he's he's a well-known rapper and well-known like um this is not the right word but kind of like recontour. Mm, like yeah. He's known as a personality. Totally think, exactly. As well exactly. as a rapper and now kind of like forming the, the I like did you call him a raccoon? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. A saboteur and no. a raccoon? What did you Rick, call him? Recontour? Yeah. yeah. It's like uh yeah, like uh someone who's like uh has kind of a mischievous public persona, someone who's oh, okay. fun. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just Jack I just White listened to oh, sorry. the the Raccoon tours. Like it's a it's a known word and not a not a commonly used word. What were you saying, Dave? Uh sorry. I um I just listened to the uh, 33 and a third series, the, the episode with uh, Danny Brown and it was uh, Prince Paul and Danny Brown talking about uh David Bowie's Low album. Oh, and, nice. Uh, Wow. And it was like it was one of those where it's like, oh, thank God it's Danny Brown. It's so perfect. It fits into his whole fucking weird ethos. And like he's a fucking David Bowie head. So anyway, awesome. I didn't know that. I need to hear that. I love that. Podcast. Great episode. Yeah. yeah, me too. Me too. I just caught up on it so we can talk about it after. Uh, yeah. W- when we had a uh, Bruiser Wolf on, he talked about being in Detroit and kind of being around the scene and just having a very general sense of who Danny Brown was. I don't know. He's talking about probably seven, eight, nine years ago. But um, I think Danny Brown is weird rapper famous in the sense that he could show up on a podcast and talk about David Bowie and that not seem weird. Like he he definitely treads this line. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was on uh, what's what's the label he was on for the uh, the atrocity exhibition? Wasn't Almost it like old. a was that? He, mm-hmm like a punk label or something was that am i thinking of a different record um i think a trusty uh, exhibition is like a warp i'm gonna check yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, like so, you know like he has different chapters too you know in his yeah. career and just like yeah. every album is so much different from the last to the yeah. point where some are seemed a little bit maybe too contrived to be different but i think uh you know as a few years have gone by it's it's uh sat well with me yeah i i like uh 
I like regular Danny Brown more than more than a lot of folks. His last record that was a executive produced by Q Tip, I thought that was, was great. really good. I like that record um, yeah, too. Yeah, he just so he has so many styles and so many looks. He had a TV show for a minute. He's just a really, really interesting character. And so um he kind of, I'm not gonna say reintroduced, but he kind of introduced uh the world to his his collective Bruiser Brigade um, last year, they had some great releases. We talked about Bruiser Wolf a bunch. Uh, he was on the program and he made our year endless. Um, and I really like the Fat Ray record, believe uh, Santa Barbara. Santa Barbara. Um, uh, which is not about Santa Barbara. Once you get into it, you find out that he is not, um, he's not a retiree <laughs> talking about he's golf. not talking about Ellen's house or like no. uh, <laughs> go, going to the beach. No, he's not talking about Bob Hope. Airport, Getting a winery. He's, uh, he's definitely got an interesting um, kind of a, a blend of street sensibilities. And really, when I hear Bruiser Brigade, then they play with this imagery, too. Um, it's, it's kind of got a Wu-Tanginess to it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Brown does a great song on the TV 62 album called Welfare, which is like a straight up homage to uh, to Old Dirty. But uh, Fat Ray brings that energy too of having this really kind of dark um, street rap that is still like uh, he's got bounce in his flow and he's definitely one of those voices. Thank let's, you. Let's do Danny Brown's labels just real quick. Uh, okay. The Hybrid, which is essentially a mixtape, is released on Rappers I Know, which is a mixtape label. Hmm. XXX or 30, I don't know what we're calling that. Uh, and Old were released on Fool's Gold, which is A Tracks and uh, Catch hmm. Dubs. But basically, it's an electronic label. Um, Atrocity Exhibition, and you know what I'm saying, were released on Warp, which is a UK based uh, kind of, uh, you know, classic electronic again kind of label. yeah yeah it's, it's kind no of punk rock that i could find and then the uh black and brown with black milk on fat beats love that one yeah hey, you've always been high on that one dave i, I need to re-listen it's, it's he's, just dark and hard you know and it's like danny brown pre you know dyed hair right you know yeah yeah he's a lot of range and i think in a way that the bruiser brigade collective um you get i mean i don't want to give him too much credit but it seems like the breadth of of the styles that make up him are represented you have the wild goofy comedic bruiser wolf you have the super street uh fat race stuff the z loopers who is ascendant right now he was on the earl record yeah he's everywhere um, and he paints the covers you know those uh, oh does he yeah the, oh. uh, the santa barbara and bruiser wolf covers are both z loopers paintings Oh, wow. Um, one day and, we're going to have to do he's legitimately like seven feet tall. Like, I know I say everyone is tall. That dude is like. Is, is he taller than Domino? <laughs> can he, can he take Domino tall. in the post and, and <laughs> shoot over him? We'll have to see um, at the dad bod rap pod uh, first annual three on three hoop tournament, which we're, <laughs> we're organizing for 2027. You um, have to win the tournament for the chance to play and beat us. we're the the final boss uh which you know this is a total detour and feel free to edit it out nate but um there are more more than one person has asked me have we ever played basketball because there's like yeah we've never played hundreds of times but i don't think i've ever played with you yeah no we we've never we've never played uh ball together but i'm just going to issue a challenge right now to all other 
uh, podcast in the rap underground rap space, <laughs> if you will, we will challenge you to three on three, make it to Flickinger Park in San Jose, California, <laughs> and you will see what the set shot can do. Um, Public you guys... service announcement for anyone playing basketball against me: I am famously right-handed. <laughs> um i don't know what episode it was but you can go back in the archives and get um nate's steve nash dad joke which i won't recount here because it 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 was it was too good please go back in time i just hope guys that we get to the point where our podcast is so popping spotify has to send like minions to listen to all the episodes to see which ones (laughs) need to be pulled totally like like uh, amazing amazing time for podcasters but you guys talk someone about- to boycott us so we can get popular. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, that's it's it's coming. I say things on this podcast with the knowledge, the maybe the false knowledge that nobody will ever come back uh, and dig through all these things. So this weekend I was like, oh, shit, there's enough money on the line. They'll, they'll have people <laughs> listen to this shit. Uh, so for people of the future who had to listen to this, I would go the first hundred episodes for the most flagrant shit. Um, <laughs> definitely we were not considering the audience as much at that time yeah or, or having an audience um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a little audience uh you guys talked to fat ray i i was not present um kind of like give, give me a flavor for the interview because i also haven't i haven't got the the chance to listen to it yet it was really chill, um, you know, sort of to your point earlier about the uh, Wu-Tang comparisons. Um, you know, he compared Rafi to RZA, which I think is very on point. Oh, OK. So um, he, he was smoking a blunt throughout the interview, which I mean, I'm um, I'm recording this at work. So I just really wanted to light up, too, when he was smoking. <laughs> so it's just one of those. But he was chill. He was smart. He was funny. Um, not not unlike his music, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Big, he really bigged up the. Uh, the brigade and you know we're happy to see that you know especially us being such big fans of the, the bruiser wolf album and and now the uh santa barbara album so yeah. yeah it was great totally and he was in the same basement with raffi and bruiser wolf where we interviewed bruiser oh wolf. it's like they they like literally all record in that house That's and like large, they just come and go so I, we were like say what's up to bruiser wolf at the end of the interview and he's like bruiser they say what's up like, <laughs> it was like he was like Here across the room yeah <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious um, yeah and again you can just you can kind of tell Rafi is lurking around the the edges he doesn't want to be on the on the recording but he's like they're referencing him and he's right there so it's just it just has this cool like clubhousey farside mansion like vibe to it that's like really amazing and um they put out some great records last year that compilation Mm -hmm. album is great the bruiser wolf album is obviously a top three record of the year for us the fat ray is really good um uh, the, the JUS is that's the one I'm like I haven't maybe he hasn't made the thing that I've totally clicked with yet it's just I, I hear you I hear yeah. you on that um, and yeah. he had just released when we interviewed Fat Ray he had just dropped that GoFundMe Corvette um, I think to exclusively to Bandcamp at first and now it's on DSPs so he okay. was like you guys gotta check that GoFundMe Corvette and I, di- I didn't I hadn't like memorized the title yet and I was like yes I will, <laughs> I will do that smart yeah well 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 played um i think detroit probably has the best basements it seems like from our <laughs> from our informal it's like mm-hmm. apollo brown was in a super dope basement super sick basement yes um 
uh, Sterling Tolls is in a sick basement. basement. This is Uh, a a bomb shelter city. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Reading Dilla Time and all the basement stories in there as well. Um, So, you know, I'm all in. I think we need to just make a map of all the Detroit rappers and figure out uh, how we can interview them. Um, I'll go as far as Kid Rock. I'll go. I'll go whoa, all the way up. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> you guys want to do numbers or you don't? What do you, what do you want? <laughs> all right, ICP coming up next week. <laughs> Oddly yeah, enough, in this weird time, the most inclusive, like positive group is the fucking Juggalos. I know. That's, I was just reading a thread about that this morning. It's it's a it's a wild time, but Detroit has given us so much incredible music. Uh, here as we sit on uh, at this taping, this is actually Dilla Day, insert siren. Um, shout out to Dan Charnis who came on our last episode, Dilla Time's an amazing book. I'm reading it now and I want to take off about a week from work just to like knock it out and listen to all the tracks that are in there. So I'm really in a Detroit state of mind, which is great uh, because we have mm. one of Detroit's emergent MCs coming up right now. Here is our interview with Fat Ray, Dad Bod Rap Pod. Dad bod rap pod. We're here with Fat Ray from the Bruiser Brigade. Um, Ray, how you doing, man? Great, man. I'm feeling good today, man. You know, better than I was yesterday. So that's a good thing, man. You know, it's a lot of shit going on right now, but we keep bruising every day. You know, I wake up Word. every time. Dope, dope. Well, you know, um, I just want to jump right in. Santa Barbara, your uh, your current album. Um, yeah. Bit- been getting a lot of play around here but you know i want to specifically talk about raffi and and um who has a lot of beats on there and we're big fans of his production but you know for you as the mc can you give us a little background on your relationship with raffi as well as how you guys met and and what's the working process like that's funny you say that man because uh, i actually just cut off a batch of beats um that raffi sent me for the new album right before two seconds before I logged on. Oh, we're you know, Bruiser Wolf be up in here right now. So we was uh just listening to some Raffy beats. Raffy is uh he for sure the baby Rizzo, man. <laughs> he he over the last two years has um went from a seed to a mighty oak tree, I'll say that. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> His work ethic is incredible. He never stops working for real. He always looking for new sounds and um, he's always pushing the envelope, you know, with his style of uh, production. So, you know, it's a right now, you know, it's a it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? It's to have a go to guy like that, that um, that that's keeping his ear progressive. Yeah. Um, I I think it's really interesting that you guys, uh, let me phrase it as a question. Last year, was there some kind of meeting ahead of time where you're like, we're all going to drop solo albums and then we're going to do TV 62 and hit them at the end of the year as well? Or is it more organic than that? 
Um, no, it's, it's actually more organic than that. It's actually a lot more organic than that. What actually ended up happening was my man Bimo. You know what I mean? He's like the glue behind the scenes for a lot of stuff that happens first. You know what I mean? So he came to me and he's like, man, this this producer I want you to work with, man. His style a little bit different, but I think he got something that, you know, you could bring to the light. And um, I was like, man, you know, I was really on my traditional hip hop thing. You know what I mean? I really don't go too far off the porch from my Jay Dilla, my Jay Dilla song and, um, you know, my my homies, you know, my the whole the dirty dirty style. Like I, I really um I really wanna make sure one thing that I keep that alive. You know what I mean? Through everything I do. I wanna keep the memory of Jay Dilla alive and his um influence on me and my life. So I don't I really don't stray too far away from the boom bap. But um Rafi, he um when I heard him at first He's like an um, acquired taste, you know what I mean, as far as uh, the way he makes beats. So listening to a batch of beats from him, you're going to hear you're going to hear implements of everything from rock and roll to classic movie sounds to, you know, all kind of all kind of crazy stuff that he's not afraid to push the limit on. So. It's, it's, it's give and take with me, you know what I mean? Because of how particular I have to be with what I'm using from him. But as far as him being a creative, he's one. He's definitely um, on, on course to be one of the greatest, you know what I mean? So, oh. yeah, BMO introduced the Rafi thing, though. Rafi can thank everything that happened between us to BMO because <laughs> he put the bug in my ear. Right on, man. Right on. Well, you know, uh, you mentioned you mentioned Dilla earlier, and I know that you guys had a history. Um, you were signed to Capitol uh, Barrack Records, and I read an interview where you mentioned him being a big bro and sort of a, a mentor. Can you share with us your guys's history and relationship and just sort of, you know, his profound influence on you? Yeah. What happened was, um, well, I was never signed to Capitol Records. I was signed. Oh, Mm-mm. No, I was signed to Barack Records. Oh, okay. And so, okay. Was, so was Slum Village. They were signed to an independent label uh, by the name of Barack Records. And Barack Records was liaisoning a capital deal between Slum Village and, you know, that Slum Village was signed to Capital slash Barack. Mm. So that was my very first um, introduction to Dilla was uh, Fantastic Volume 1. And that was during one of my hip hop shop eras where I was uh, going to the second hip hop shop at the time. It was ran by a dude named Hustle Simmons. And uh, he's like a a, 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 a a big, heavy influence in my life, too. So um, he actually got me started with my, you know, my passion for battle rapping. It started in the hip hop shop and um, inspired by him. And he was the biggest Slum Village fan in the world. He was actually working with them at the time. And he just kept telling me no matter what I was doing, he was like, Ray, this Slum Village shit is on a whole nother level. So once he got a hold of the records, he started playing shit for me. And it was just incredible. It was incredible. Dilla, Dilla, you know, he really um, provided the, the formula for, you know, 
all my creative bars, when I heard the lyrics, I just automatically wanted to rap to the beats as soon as I heard them. And the way that Batin and T3 were rapping on beats, it was a freestyle type of way. You know what I mean? The energy always felt like freestyle, but the concepts were deep. So it was like, wow, man, I got to be a part of this some kind of way. I never knew that I was going to end up making a song with Dilla, but it was one of my ambitions as a as a kid, as a young, young, young guy. So um, actually what ended up happening is that around 2002, 2003, um, I got introduced at the Lush Lounge. I was performing at the Lush Lounge, the hip hop local Detroit hip hop spot with a group that I was in called Double A at the time. And um, we performed that night and I didn't know that young RJ and Black Milk was in the building. They was way too young to even be there because we was in a 21 and up club because I was I was sneaking in at the time. I had snuck into the place at the time. Um, I was barely 21. So Black and RJ came in with DJ Dez. They seen me perform and they asked me to come and after I performed, asked me to come and put a feature on a project that they was working on. So I went to the studio with Guilty Simpson. Me and Guilty Simpson went to the studio together and we went to record verses for what was the Dirty District Volume 2, Slum Village presented mixtape. So upon recording for the Dirty District, the chemistry that we created recording those records, uh, the first feature that I did was incredible. It was like, man, we got to keep going. There's something here. So we did a couple more records. And before you know it, they, the owner of the label was coming in, offering me a position on the team. So that's pretty much what it was. And then uh, after recording the Dirty District Volume 2, Jay Dilla heard what we were doing. And then he reached out and sent some records for the project. And one of the records that he sent was uh, one of the verses that he sent for the album was to go on a feature with me and Black Milk. Mm. So when that happened, I was like, oh, it's over. That was my first <laughs> time really getting paid rapping. You yeah. know what I mean? So it was a blessing. And then Dilla sent two features, like it was over. You yeah. couldn't tell I that was like my 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 meeting Jay-Z moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember that record um, with you and Black Milk coming out. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't put it together that it was the same Fat Ray when I was hearing the Bruiser Brigade stuff. Now, you've actually been around for quite a while. You have a, a, a pretty deep history. Um, I, can you talk a little bit about your progression? Like, do you feel like you're always getting better? Do you feel like you've you've had some highs and lows in your career? Like, can you just kind of talk to us about how you've gotten to where you are now? Yeah, um, like I mentioned, uh, at a young age, I've been in the studio since I was a little kid. My dad was a studio sound engineer in his spare time. He loved to make music. And um, he bought me a drum set for Christmas when I was six. And it just started from there, really just um, trying to create music, trying to make music and trying to make sounds work and working, seeing equipment. You know, that I didn't know what it was, the funny names like Kurt Swiles and, you know, 
uh, JV nineties and uh, you know how, you know how the studio lingo goes. So um, just being in the studio at a young age and then um, going to school from seven miles from seven mile. I'm from seven mile in the city. It's um, a big, highly, you know, populated area for um, blacks. And um, at, the end of the day in school, our teacher used to let us do talent, do your talent. And we all just wanted to rap. So since I can remember, I've been trying to rap for my classmates and just rapping for my friends and, you know, and playing the drums and just trying to be rhythmic. And um, it's, 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 it's music has always been um, one of those things that kept me alive, kept me out of trouble. You know, when I could have been in the streets, I was in the studio. So I missed a lot of episodes, um, of bad episodes that happened to my friends in the street because I was in the studio, you know. And um, I've always looked at music as my go-to thing to save my life. It's fed my family. I've um, I've been all around places that I thought I'd never see, you know, because of my pen. So it's definitely been a blessing. You know what I mean? Now, as far as um, my success financially with music, I'm not as happy with because, you know, of the way that the industry is set up is geared to keep the artist broke. But my love has never changed for what it is that I do. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm, I'm um, constantly trying to um, find passionate ways to speak about things that we can all relate on. And I look like broadcasting the news to a certain extent. Right on, man. Thank you for that. Yeah, I mean, your your passion certainly shines through. So um, I'm glad you addressed that. Um, we're we're talking about the Bruiser Brigade, and we would be remiss not to bring up Danny Brown himself. So you know, I I, I just I'm just curious, like how how did you guys meet? You know, what about him struck you and how, how is he I, like let people in on like Danny Brown like how is he as a business person as a friend uh, you know as a label chief man I'm gonna tell you something now nobody say nothing bad about Danny Brown that's my that Danny Brown is um one of the most genuine creative uh wow funny like he's 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 everything that God could possibly give to a person um, of, of, of urban descent. <laughs> he got every gift. Like Danny is that, that dude. He got, got a lot of gifts and he's one of my best friends in the world. He's always been there for me. It ain't been a time. Where you know what I'm saying? I haven't called on him, put him on the forefront, and he ain't produced. You know, he um Danny told me a lot of stuff that 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 came true. So I mean, I can't I can't say one bad word about Danny Brown. He the goat. <laughs> can't nobody fuck with him. Period. And um, we met because uh, back in the day, I, I've always been rapping, and Danny when he started rapping with uh, Reservoir Dogs. He started doing his rounds and he got in the hip hop circuit and he came to a couple shows and I happened to be performing at a couple of those shows. So he was familiar with me just from being in the scene. But uh, we came together our first time 
officially, um, besides just knowing each other in the street, was through Hex Murder. He brought us together to uh, put verses on Elzai's uh, preface album. We uh, recorded on a record called The Fire Remix. And uh, me and Danny, I was actually, that was the first time I was in the studio with Trick Trick and Hex Murder. And Trick came in, took off about nine weapons, and then started playing the piano. And he playing this beat, he making a beat like Dre came in the studio. Trick Trick is a fire producer. Mm. So Hex look at me and he like, Ray, go get the door. And he never sent me to get the door. I'm like, what Hex on? So I go get the door and it's Danny Brown. So I'm like, oh, Danny. Danny comes in. We uh, record fire verses for Elzai shit. And that's where we first started. Boom. Now we official. We know each other's both dope MCs. And a um, couple years go by, I get a call. Um, from my man, J.U.S., he was, uh, you know, hanging out with Brown, doing some things with him. You know, I, I um, actually had uh, introduced Jay to Brown. So they had been kicking it. And then my man, Bimo called me and was like, man, it's time, Ray. You know, we need you in the crew. The brigade, not just Danny. We need you. And um, Bimo has always been an avid fan fan of mine so i was like man i fuck with whatever you talking about because everything i seen bmo say came true too he one of them people yeah I, so, I think uh one of the most interesting things about your guys crew is the um the contrast in voices and approaches but the fact that you all uh come from the same place there's something very cohesive about it as well um when i was listening to santa barbara earlier today i was struck by how natural you sound rhyming off of each other. There doesn't need to be a lot of space in between it. And um, there's, there's moments on there where Bruiser Wolf has a moment and Danny Brown has a moment. And I, it's really fun to hear you guys trade rhymes. And I would imagine that there is some ciphering that happens in the studio when you get the beat packs. Can you just talk about what it means to be in a crew nowadays when everyone is out for themselves and it's such a solo oriented hip hop scene? It means everything. It means everything to have your brothers in arms. You know, I know it's, you know, everybody talking teams. The whole game is, is teams and gangs and gang members and, you know, things of that nature. So I understand the nature of it. But in life, um, you only come across a few individuals that you'd be willing to call your brothers. You know what I mean? And that's... Um, that's what it is. It's like uh, you very rarely um, have a lot of grown men that ain't known each other their whole life that consider each other brothers. Mm. That's um, we all came together like Voltronically. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I brought us together like some mystical, like, I don't, that's why I know, I, that's why my faith in God is so, so, so incredible because, man, he does some things. He showed me some things, man, that I know no nobody else could have done. <laughs> it had to be him because the irony of it is just too much, you know. So mm -hmm. all praises do, man. Yeah, the Brutine came together, by the way, the most. <laughs> Brutine well, for the yeah, well, you know, that leads me to my next question because, you you know, you guys, you mentioned forming like Voltron, of course, the, uh, the Brutine clan. Um, tell us a little bit about your love for Wu and sort of 
how they influenced you and who who's your favorite Wu, Wu member? It's everything to me. And you know who my favorite Wu member is. There can only be one. There can only be one Tony Starks, man. <laughs> when, I, when I first met him, I met Ghostface at um a low key at a low key hip hop spot, man, mm. in the city. And it changed my life. He don't know, he don't know it. He done met so many people. Mm. But when I met Tony, I was at a time where I really felt like I was the greatest until I met him. Feel like he's possibly the only person who could outbar me ever created. You feel me? Tony Starks, the yeah. ghost face killer. He the only one. You know what I mean? To me, you know what I'm saying? Wonder Woman arm, you can't fuck with him. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, this is kind of a, well, I'll just say it and you can react how you want. I feel like a lot of new people got put on to you guys because you were on the Alchemist record. Did, did it feel that way to you as well? Or was that just another thing in your, you know, your collection of features? Or was that one a little special? It meant more to me that Al was fucking with me. You know what I mean? I just heard through the grapevine, like, Al fucking with you and then to see, you know what I'm saying, to work with him. That's like, that was one of my, that was definitely on the bucket list. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? as you know the type of artist that i am like we aspire to do that type of shit like working with alchemists like come on i just got through listening to prodigy genesis like i know where them vibes coming from you know what i'm saying like you can't recreate this shit like that um that alone could have drew the whole world i wouldn't have been surprised if the world would have flipped upside down after that but you know what i mean it's like I say, it was a bucket list thing for me. It meant the world to me. I don't know what it meant to everybody else, but it meant the world to me. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, is, is there a story? Did you guys go out to LA? Was it was it just an email thing? Like, can you just tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes? What's crazy is the first time I rapped on an Alchemist joint. I didn't know I was just in the studio where like Ray put a verse on this, and we was all just vibing that day in LA bars. After it was done, they're like, yeah, Al made that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crazy, y'all playing like that. And That's then, dope. And Jay was fucking with some shit with Al. And then I'm like, damn, oh, Jay, fuck, hey, okay, Al, fuck who this. So, hell yeah. Like I say, you know what I'm saying? The Undisputed, like, man, it's so many records that I know is Al inspired, even if he didn't make them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. himself that you know, like I say, after Dilla, Al right, right there mm-hmm. with me too. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's it's a great track because it shows all of you guys and your styles individually. So I think it's a really good introduction for people. And like like you said, you have no idea if that's how people take it. I don't either. That's just how I took it as a fan. But uh, it's a it's a hot song. Yeah. <laughs> Man, like, do you know like? Like, I appreciate my fans because I know how great they really are. Like, for an individual to tell me that they enjoy my music, that means so much because I go out of my way to make sure I don't be on no fuckery. About <laughs> <laughs> you, like, my fans are the, some of the 
best people on the planet because they not about no fuckery. They can relate to what I'm saying. If you can relate to me, if you a Fat Ray fan, like it says a lot about you. Like I go out of my way to make sure that no fuckboyism is involved mm -hmm. in no way. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Not gonna be that many people that gravitate to my music, but those who do, we're gonna share jewelry forever. <laughs> you know, like always come together and trade jewelry. We got the real jewelry. It's priceless shit. That's great, man. Well, you know, um, at the beginning of this interview, as and as we as we sort of turn the corner here, um, you said you you were checking out a bunch of Rafi uh, Rafi's beats. Can you? Kind of let us know and let us in on what's in store for the next year for you. Well, I can tell you this. Um, GoFundMe Corvette just dropped. You know, my brother J.U.S., he talking yeah. so spicy. He talking so spicy. He talking, <laughs> he talking great coupon spicy. <laughs> I'm so proud of my brother. He talking the spiciest. And I done seen him. We done came up since kids. So that alone got my fire lit. You got to know the next Fat Ray project is going to be a, a fusion of, if you could fuse Goodfellas times Bruce Lee, the game of death times Jurassic Park, then that's what, that's probably what it does sound like. <laughs> wow. I cannot wait to hear that. Wow. Well, there it is, man. Or see it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ray, a real pleasure to catch up with you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. You are on the right track. Thank you, man. That means the world to me to hear you say that, man. Absolutely. I really appreciate you. Every stroke of my pen is a fight, man, for me. You know, it's a fight for my son to eat. So dope. dope. Y'all say them things, man. I mean, the really world. Really appreciate you, man. Yeah, dude, I, we'll, it, we'll do our best to uh, help spread the word. Yep. Definitely. All right. And take you, care, you, man. You got to come back on when, when the new record drops as well, man. We'd love to catch up again. Oh, for sure. Whenever you're ready, anytime, man. We we right there. All right. We, oh, yeah. Appreciate you. Say what's up to the wolf for us, all right? Hey, bro. <laughs> he was right there. He was with us the whole time. He didn't want right. to jump. He didn't want to steal no shine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys actually right. hang out. That's so awesome. All right, yeah, man. We'll let you go. Appreciate right. you. I appreciate y'all, man. You too. Blue time forever, man. Y'all know. <laughs> <laughs>so that was our interview with fat ray want to uh thank him for coming on do the bruiser brigade guys have a name for the basement i haven't picked that up in the music at all the it's like the probably right like they have a, they reference it as something I do guess. they uh, okay okay i don't know i, I hear nate's keys
I know. I, I like there, there was just an article about this. They just call it the Bruiser Brigade House, which is not like the coolest name in the history yeah. of the world. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to <laughs> wanted to make sure I knew it before you know we said anything. But yeah, they just call it the yeah, the Bruiser house. Brigade House. I, I wonder yeah. what the neighbors think. But um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks to Fat Tony for uh, God, man, Fat Ray. For coming on i'm all over i'm steph curry with the turnovers today uh, <laughs> just making one arm pass just no miss. <laughs> uh, shout out to fat ray for coming on the program we are going to keep tracking bruiser brigade and all their success to come in the future uh right now we want to turn our attention to our fans that's right y'all we actually have fans um we call them the homies the homies on patreon have submitted questions to us um we opened up the the floodgates by uh soliciting questions from our patreon homies you too can ask us questions if you are a subscriber patreon.com slash deadbodratpod we are going to go through a couple of these i think the term mailbag is overused so i'm going to call this the art of inboxing um, <laughs> that's pretty funny <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, i don't know if you guys ever noticed this but they when they do the first clip show on the simpsons the title is well it's come to this <laughs> the simpsons clip show <laughs> and so that's kind of how i feel about Ooh, so awesome. we, we had 205 weeks of hot shit to talk about and now we're ready to answer some questions <laughs> oh man well it's come to this uh it, it indeed so it perfect. has and we're we're happy to chop it up with our patreon homies Let's get to it. We got a couple questions. We're going to start off with a question from Charles, who asks, who would be your ultimate guest if anything was possible? Apart from reanimation, they have to be alive. Uh, we're going to ask the booking guide, David Ma, <laughs> who would be who would be the ultimate? I know we throw shit out to you all the time and you're like, shut up, guys. I've already emailed them. <laughs> but like, who would who would be the ultimate, ultimate DBRP guest? I don't, I, you know, when, when you prompted me with this, it's like, Jesus, like there's a, what a wealth to sort of like choose and imagine and think from. Um, I've checked off so many bucket list items just in my like journalism sphere, you know, for but um, for the show and just someone who I, I have not spoken to who would be absolutely perfect would be the one and only Rick Rubin. That would oh, be a fucking mind blowing fucking uh. guest, right? I mean, not only like him representing the history that we adore and take seriously, but also the sort of forward thinking ethos that we and expansiveness that we all admire and, you know, his wisdom and his insight and his energy, I think, would be fucking unmatched. I'm going to start growing my beard now. I was about to say, <laughs> Nate's beard mentor. You guys will just be recording the podcast. And I'll just be like. <laughs> uh, Nate is doing the Rick Rubin uh, two hands on belly slightly rock back, back and forth yeah, with yes. a weird beatific smile yes. classic visual joke on an audio podcast <laughs> that's that's what we do here on the dead by rap pod Nate who would be your dream of dreams guest uh, artistically Edon okay. and commercially mm. Barack Obama Whoa. Oh, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, I didn't know where we were going. I thought we were keeping it music. I, it, I yeah. was like, you know, he he claims to be a hip hop head. Lies. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, there's always some chance the rapper on his uh, end of the year list. Let's we'll see what he knows. 
uh, who whatever intern makes those. I remember that uh, <laughs> when Adam uh, Monsbach came on this program, he wrote he wrote the screenplay to the the Barack Obama movie that was on Netflix, which actually features um, one of those really awkward scenes where like Barack Obama learns about hip hop. Like he goes to this club. Uh, I remember we talked to Monsbach and like he made sure that uh, that the graffiti and the songs and the music and all that shit for that time was, was accurate. Yeah, totally. Yeah, which I, I really appreciated. Um, so maybe, yeah, Barry, I, I really feel like Barry, honestly, is like Michael Jordan, that he just really just listens to R&B. But he knows we would like, we know, he knows we would like for him to listen to hip hop. So he tries. <laughs> so he brings De La Soul to the White House. He knows that's cool. Um, that would be huge. Let's see, who would I bring on? Uh, I would bring on Henry Kissinger. We could do a war crimes <laughs> trial with him. I didn't know where you were going heads of state. Nate, Nate, really I know, I know. I'm just like I know. One, one tweet about him coming on and we're in the next echelon of we're, podcasts. We're set. We're, yeah. we're set. I, I would much rather talk to Edon, to be totally honest with you. That's and they're about, interview. They're about <laughs> equally as hard to get. Uh, Edon <laughs> and, and Barack Obama. They're Barack Obama as, has <laughs> someone who answers emails for him, so it's yeah. probably actually easier. Yeah. Um, shit, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and it's a, it's a dream guess, but also seems weirdly attainable because the trajectory of the show is just like we just end up talking to cool people i never thought i'd talk to um it would be q-tip mm, i think i think if amazing. we could get yeah if we could get uh 45 minutes of q-tip's time uh it would change my entire life so many things i would like to ask him um but Speaking i also q-tip i re-listened <laughs> to amplified after our discussion last week still not into it but let's ride is great <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay okay i tried okay that's yeah. that's that's all that's all one can do um if you don't like tambourine that record <laughs> is not <laughs> it's the big tambourine record um i'm yeah, never that... listening to anything going like oh you know what this could use <laughs> <laughs> more tambourine <laughs> <laughs> of course of course um I, i'll i'll put in another pick just for shits and giggles i think hello cool j would be um, mm, and I maybe I think mm. maybe you said this on a one show, Nate. I think LL Cool J would actually be the the biggest in terms of artistic uh, curiosities we have, and also what it could do for the show. Like he he sits in this very interesting place now of being like the official old school guy uh, with with Rock the Bells and Rock the Bells He's Radio. Hell and all that. famous. My mom knows who LL Cool J is. Absolutely. <laughs> Also, you should play her the Danny Brown record and just see, see where it lands. <laughs> see how she feels about it. Um, all right. She would actually love that video where he's a little kid. I know, Dave, you're super into that video and song. Oh, of uh, course. Of course. Yeah. What's that, what is that song called? Uh, Grown Up. Grown Up. Yeah. Remember when my man. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's amazing. <laughs> Danny Brown, top three nasal voices all time in, in rap. Uh, oh, totally. Yeah. Milk D ad rock Danny Brown. I would throw be real maybe has to be in there somewhere, mm. but um, in, but does nobody say sound Dose good one. if he's not contrasted by Send Dog. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I'm sure. I'm sure I've said this on the podcast many times, but Paulo Cutso and his friend Tico used to do this joke. And like the Cypress Hill's whole career is just going whatever he says, I say. Whatever he says, you say. <laughs> Oh my God! Do, Pretty much. Yeah. Do not ever besmirch the second greatest hype man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Um, let's go to our next question. 
and we'll see if we have time for this. Um, just as a preface, this is an NBA question. Uh, coming from Steven, is Andrew Wiggins the worst all-star starter since Antoine Walker? Um, I feel personally attacked by this as being the uh, <laughs> as being on the Andrew Wiggins Support Society uh, here on this podcast. Um, I vaguely remember Antoine Walker. I don't. I don't. He was on the Celtics. He was on Kentucky. He's a really good basketball player, but not someone you think about as like a all-star starting caliber dude. He was like, you know, he was better than a role player. He was a, a frontline starter for those really good yeah. Celtics teams. Uh, with with the Doc Rivers uh era okay yeah. okay hey, paul pierce paul, paul pierce, pierce and Antoine walker were like the the two good guys i actually just read this really long statistics based article about this and uh the answer is no um it's the end of career superstars who still get all mm. the fan votes like mm. there was a there was a year where kobe only played six games in the first yeah. half of the season and yeah. started the all-star game and yeah. there's Shaq on the miami heat like andrew yeah. wiggins is a you know very good player who is currently in his prime and who I guess there was some weird thing that happened with a K-pop star to kind which of I make it understand. weird, yeah. which I don't understand at all. But, you know, he's having a really good year. So, yeah, yeah it's it's the weird legacy picks that skew this. And not to get controversial or political, but one could make a case for the year Magic wasn't in the league. Yeah. And then heroically started the All-Star game for narrative purposes, which was amazing. Yeah. And really important. But... Also, he wasn't even playing. He deserved it a little less than Andrew Wiggins, who's putting up 20 and 10. You know? Right, 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 right. No, it's... it's uh, You're just looking at the stats. Yeah. He had zero, zero points, zero rebounds in zero minutes. Uh, because Carl Malone and other homophobes kind of like, uh, kind of shunned about the oh, league. But yeah. Terrible. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I think the All-Star game, all the rules are weird. Basically what it means, and people are upset about this, but you have to pick up by position. Uh, if it was positionless, then obviously Devin Booker probably gets um, probably gets in there before Wiggins. But it's it's position, so you have to say what other power forward that's not LeBron is having a better season. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has a really good struggle beard, which since since <laughs> um, <laughs> Corey Brewer has been out of the league, it's it's been hard to find a really good struggle beard on a millionaire. Um, so I, I support him for those reasons alone. Uh, Dave, who is the Andrew Wiggins of this podcast? <laughs> I mean, if we're going struggle beards, that's got to be me. <laughs> I, I feel set up, Damone. I think. You said oh, Damone. man. Oh, sometimes the jokes put themselves together. Um, uh, let's see if we can get one more here on the art of inboxing. Uh, shout out to Ron Joy, who uh, is a frequent contributor to our Patreon. We appreciate you. Um, which rappers from the 80s and 90s are ones whose music, whose newer music is something you actually check for or like look forward to? Dave, who are, who are some legacy rappers that are still worth checking out? Well, you know, I think, um, I mean, off top, I mean, I don't think rap's a young man's game. You know, we talk about yeah. this a lot, but I mean, yeah. Nas's Magic album's fucking dope. Um, any yeah. of like Black Thought's recent stuff is dope. But um, I will say this. I was just thinking spe- specifically the corollary to the 80s um i would say slick rick if he came out with an album now i'd still be interested um yeah. his album obviously the greatest adventures were from 88 but his art of storytelling was from 1999 and it was a severe modern upgrade yeah it right? was like on like thousand was on it yep. you know q-tip was on it snoop was on it and uh i would i would be interested to hear um 
a Slick Rick album that came out now with good production and some oh, sort yeah. of um, right and 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 just like yeah. cast and around it. Let's get him. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, he, because he had the feature on West Side Guns, um, right, 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 uh, album a couple years ago that was yeah, was dope. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, the guy still got it. Love but you know what? Um, Rick talk, right? I'm ne- that's totally. never gonna stop. <laughs> um, having said that, I will always check for any E40 album for the rest of my life. So yep. you know, yep, yeah, yep, yep. I'm giving uh, you a lot to choose from. Totally, right. totally. What about you guys? Uh, shit. I would say if we're talking about rappers from the '80s, E40, you were gonna take. You took mine there as a, as an obvious choice. I'll go also too short. Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody who. Um, seemingly never ever gets old i was trying to think of like a rapidy rapper um from the 80s that i would still check for because a lot of times I have one do you mm. go in cool g, cool g rap oh, listen it right. listen to everything uh, he puts out that's right yeah and that uh son of g rap album with 38 special actually right, put me right. on to 38 special that was 2018 i think and their like whole universe that leads to us talking to 38 special shane noir mm-hmm. shane noir knowing who all the rome streets and uh mm-hmm. uh the camp flea lords are like that just opened up like a whole universe for me and that's and cool g still sounds really good on it yeah yeah, yeah you, you're right, Dave. Rap is not necessarily a young man's game, but it's not kind to the older folks sometimes. Like well, I, uh, I was like, I always listen to the new De La. Oh, I duh! Right. That, I didn't yeah. really like the last De La. Which one? Which was David uh, Byrne and DJ Shadow and stuff? The anonymous nobody. Mm, I kind of mm. liked it. It always comes on in Mod Pizza when I go to get pizza. <laughs> That record, that record, uh, they oh, have a joint a with uh, Snoop Dogg on there that always comes on when I'm. That is super either. funny. That's um, a, a good niche to be in, and I don't know if you guys saw this, and I, I haven't listened to it yet, but it did show up on my feed a couple of times. Shorty Nomas finally came out with her debut okay, album. Okay, I'm glad. All right, I'm glad you you brought this up because I did a weird wormhole thing. Kind of, there's an article about her that just came out, but I don't know for whatever reasons I did some wormholing on this like maybe last month. Um, and she does have a have a new album. Um, she sounds exactly like she did uh, on those she great. Is shorty? Yeah, she be oh. releasing her debut album. <laughs> the <probably>. album twenty <laughs> plus years later. Um, it's it's weird to be like somebody still got it because we got so little of her, but she her her voice is still her voice. And you listen re- to it. I did. Okay. I did. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, it's hard. I think after a certain amount of time, I've spent time thinking about what her album could sound like over the years. And so it can never, you know, uh, it can never measure up to the theoretical album, but yeah, she, she basically kind of just picked up where she left off. Um, so excited for her. Hopefully uh, people check that out. She's got, a really really great voice and i never knew what the deal was i was like was that somebody who was around that they wrote for because she had a great voice but it turns out that she's just a whole ass rapper um and the rap game is just not fair <laughs> like it's just really not like the, yeah yeah so uh anywho the podcast game ain't fair either uh, as we <laughs> As we are making uh, incremental sums of what the, the top podcaster on Spotify is making, but that's fine. Uh, we appreciate all the Patreon supporters for uh, chiming in on this. If you want to submit questions to us, please hit us up, patreon.com slash pod. Subscribe and start answering uh, asking frivolous questions to us. 
we got we got some really like cool personality questions coming up in future weeks on this segment uh but we'll put a pin in it for now uh just want to remind folks that you can connect with us on twitter at dad bod rap pod we are also on instagram at dad bod rap pod we drop new episodes of this podcast every thursday uh we'll leave it there new episodes every goddamn thursday it's the dad bod rap pod (laughs) Thank you.